This is Jamie from Washington, and I would never listen to I Doubt It with Dollamore. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. It's episode 452 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I'm your host, Jesse Dollamore, and I'm joined today, as I always am, the lovely, the talented, scholarly, and at times, less stressed out than me, Brittany Page. Am I, am I less stressed out right now than you? No, no I don't... Uh... Let's compare stress levels. No. <laughs> Let's have another emotion <laughs> no. processing. It's like a, you like to say people like to have a tragedy off with you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have that with you, especially okay. about stress, because you're a stress maniac. Okay. But it is it is interesting. Usually we start the show with me bitching and complaining like a curmudgeon about something that bothered me, mm-hmm. some dickhole who parked like a moron or whatever. Mm-hmm. I and, wouldn't say that's usually what happens, well, no, but it often. sometimes it's, happens. It's, yeah. I mean, okay. Usually. Sometimes. It, Often, I think. Too often. Sometimes. Too, too. <laughs> Unless and, I'm just blocking that out. <laughs> and uh, this is not the case this week. I've been mm-hmm. so consumed yeah. with all this other bullshit uh-huh. <laughs> that uh, I have had no time to be yeah. bothered by my fellow mankind and their parking and driving habits or whatever. Okay. Can I talk about something that bothered Please me? Please talk about something that bothered you. And I don't know why. I mean, this shouldn't bother me because it's pretty minor, but everyone was sharing that picture of Brett Kavanaugh at his hearing with all of the women behind him. Oh my God. Yes. And they were frowning and people were saying things like, you know, look at all the women and how they feel about him. I mean, they were like generalizing that all of the women in the room hated Brett Kavanaugh. And- es- well, especially in the photo, because it was the front row of women who were grimacing and such. Right. But they were all his supporters. His mom, his sister, his wife. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, did- I don't know that he has a sister. He has a sister? I don't know. Okay, I because I not. I think it was his mom, his friend, his wife, and then former clerks. Um, his fr- his friend who was sitting next to his wife was like crying. Um, his wife was fighting back tears most yeah, of the time, and his mom was she was buckets of tears. Right, and then his former clerks were on the other side. Um, and many of those people have been there through every hearing with him. Yeah. Um, so they weren't frowning because. They hate Brett, Brett Kavanaugh, or they hate what he was saying. Yes. They're frowning because their friend and someone they love is yeah. going through this difficult time, and they're there with him. His wife walked into the room holding his hand, showing support for him. Uh, his friends are there to show support for him. Right. They were grimacing out of uh, empathy for his his current situation. Right. Now, that, that's, of course, not everyone in the room. I mean, Alyssa Milano was back there somewhere. She obviously doesn't support Brett Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not saying that everyone in the room, but people were sharing this, and I think it was just kind of giving away the fact that that many people haven't been following this as closely um, as maybe they 
should be. <laughs> because uh, if you have been following it, you do know who those people are. That's right. Well, also, uh, they say over 20 million people watched the hearings that day. That's Oh, wow. That is a lot. Yeah, I got to work and my boss asked me about it, uh, has never talked to me about politics mm. and um, was asking me all about it. It, w- it was like this big event yeah, where yeah, yeah. people were talking about it. It was, are you watching what's going on? What's happening? You know, but of course, people have jobs. It's hard to. You were bombed when you had to leave. Yeah. Well, I was trying to sneak a peek and like listen <laughs> secretly and I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> so it sucks when you have obligations and you can't follow. So I totally get that. But, but... also getting back to the point. Mm-hmm. Come on, people. Don't share photos that aren't just because they fit the narrative you'd like to be the truth. Mm-hmm. It, it, it didn't support that point of view yeah and i corrected someone that posted it on one post and i gave let me up. guess they got shitty well, i gave up after this because it, there's just no hope but they were like well that doesn't matter because it still is about how most women feel and this is like representative and it's like well it, it's not though because that's not what's happening in the photo yeah um well it's it's what it listen it's this liberals this is one of the reasons why liberals get a bad rap you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because maybe I'm I'm kind of disappointed because I expect more from them. You, I mean, you expect morons like there's a, a photo floating around right now of Bill Clinton with Kirsten Gillibrand from New York, the senator from New York. Oh, I don't and, think I've seen it. And they're saying, oh, look, it's a picture of Clinton with Dr. Ford. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. And, well, they don't even look alike. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it's a all woman. All blondes look the same. Yeah, all, all it's a woman. Well, mm-hmm. that must be the same person. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just I, I I don't maybe I don't expect more mm-hmm. from liberals, mm-hmm. but I yeah I do I expect more. It, it disappoints me. Well, and like I said, I think it's probably minor. I shouldn't care that much, but I I don't know. It it's just it's like it's the facts, you know. Yeah, it, it's yeah. not. It's not representing the facts, you know? Those women support him. Yeah. They're not mad at him, right? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just deterred, probably. Everyone's like, (laughs) these people are complaining about something that is completely inconsequential. Let's get to some listener communication. Let's abandon this, this, uh, your bitching session. By the way, can I say, your bitch session is quite a bit more benign (laughs) <laughs> and vitriolic than mine. Um, you need to do work. Okay. You got work to do. Yeah, I'll build up to that. <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, like I said, get to some listener communication. We've got a couple of emails, a couple of voicemails, and an email. Hey, you guys. This is Jim down in Houston, Texas, and I just had my mind blown today. Um, do you guys know what boffing and devil's triangle really mean? Sheldon White House spent some time on his uh, Kavanaugh's yearbook page. I do believe it was White House. And all these entries, um, the Renata alumnus thing is disgusting enough, um, but boffing and Devil's Triangle, he straight up lied. I did not know this because I'm not near as cool as I used to be. Boffing, look it up. Devil's Triangle, look it up. He said that one, that boffing was flatulence. Not so. Um, has to do with ingesting drugs or alcohol anally. Devil's Triangle. Uh, quarters. Um, 
red cups, quarters? No. It's two men with one woman, and the two men are high-fiving each other. <laughs> Isn't this perjury? <laughs> Can't somebody do something about this? My mind is blown. And Jesse, as much as I am crazy for ginger marines, <laughs> i got to say, Britain's the best part. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. Does he want to be a third co-host? <laughs> Uh, that's a lot of great energy. Love the voice. Very strong. Um, Is there something lacking? Do we need we need to add a, a third? No, I'm just saying I was quite impressed. Are you are you uh, you're unimpressed with the show as is? No, I'm very impressed with it. It's great. Um, but I we we do know the reality of these terms because we've been walking around the house quoting a certain movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> freaky stuff, huh? That's cool. I can be naughty too. <laughs> Real freaking naughty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Judge Kavanaugh, everybody. Yeah. Real freaking naughty. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things in the world. So And yeah, he is a fucking liar. It's unbelievable. In fact, going back, and we're gonna get to it because I've got the clip leveled up here. Uh if you listen to Kavanaugh in his description of what uh the devil's triangle thing was. He it's cl- clear he wants that answer to be over with as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, anytime there were questions specifically about his drinking or about his sexual relations or lack thereof, apparently, according to him, um, he was very uncomfortable. Even when those questions were coming from Rachel Mitchell, the uh, counsel that was appointed by the yeah. Republicans to ask questions. Defensive even with her. Yeah, he got kind of aggressive about the drinking with her. Um, but yeah, this it just, it's it's. <laughs> I love that. <sighs> yes, well the thing is Brett Kavanaugh is in a, a situation here because it's very likely according to his Yale classmates, his former roommate, all of these people who have come forward to say, yes, he had a problem with drinking. Yeah. And then I believe more people have come forward, at least one, I think, in the aftermath of his testimony this last time saying he is a good boy who got good grades and everything's great and has always been great um, to say that, whoa, he's lying. I know him. He got hammered all the time. Sloppy drunk. She used the phrase over and over and over again on CNN with Don Lemon. Right. And so he's he's or Chris Cuomo. He's putting himself in this situation because he can't say, yeah, man, I yeah, I used to party with my friends and get blackout drunk because then the next question is going to be, well, how can you say that you don't have like memories of this? You wouldn't yeah. know. You wouldn't know what you've done because you have periods where you were blackout drunk, right? It, it would have been far more credible had he showed up on the day and said, listen, uh, yeah, uh, I drank. I had problematic drinking habits in high school and college. Right. Like millions of other people. It's a bummer. Uh, I've dealt with those demons. Uh, and I, I advocate for a full, thorough... FBI investigation of these claims because she needs justice as much as I do, and I didn't do this, and that investigation will show that. Had he done that, this would have been a done deal. Mm-hmm. Instead, he shows up and screams and yells and acts like a fucking baby, mm-hmm. and it, it it went sideways. You can't take the Donald Trump method out mm-hmm. and think that it's going to be a good outcome. Yeah, I. this is just my personal experience, but I went to one party in high school 
And I was there. I walked in the front door and I remember walking in and surveying the room, looking around and uh, walking out within five minutes and saying, I am not staying here. Yeah, I'm not. I am not going to deal with this right a now. shit show. Yeah. And of course, we have to take into consideration that uh, teenage Brittany Page was like Freaky Friday had happened and I was like an adult in a kid's body. You, <laughs> you know mean, what I mean? You weren't. Uh... <laughs> Freaking no, <laughs> not Brittany Page. Um, and I'm like, we are making bad decisions in this house. <laughs> this is not okay. These things are illegal, my friends. <laughs> um, you just looked. You just crossed your arms, scanned the room judgmentally, and yeah. then t- turned on your heels and walked out. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so so when he says that he was just a good old boy and going to church and doing community service and all of these things, I mean, we'll get into his testimony about the Ralph week and all this stuff. And he's trying to explain what Ralphing means. I have, um, a, I have a weak tum-tum. Yeah. Oh, the tum-tum. Yeah. If I have a spidey, spicy burrito, oh, it's all over for me. Yeah. Every, Come on, dude. Everyone sitting behind me knows that I just have a really weak tum-tum. <laughs> Even when I drink beer. Real. Freaking naughty. Good times. Hey, Jesse and Brittany, it's Carissa. Um, I was just wondering, um, it's Friday, and I just, just wasn't in, like, half the podcast, so maybe this will come up. But I was just wondering if anybody else thought that Donald Trump wrote Brett Kavanaugh's opening statement. It sounded so simple and defensive and childish that, I don't know, Brett Kavanaugh, we don't go way back. Um, thank God. <laughs> but, um, I was just wondering if anybody else like thought maybe Donald Trump had a hand in writing that. It's just so ridiculous, and with the conspiracy theories and the anger, and um, anyway, that's all I got. Love the show, and Britney's best part, of course. And now there's even further proof because President Obama follows Britney, and. Jesse, you seem a little quiet on that front because you don't have a big-time follower like President Obama. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> wow, you Love got burned. Brittany's the best part. Bye. This is fucking bullshit. Carissa burned you. <laughs> <laughs> He'll follow you one day. Maybe I'll convince him he to follow you. He just pissed I didn't vote for him either time. Ooh. He's holding a grudge. That's what it is. That might be it. <laughs> that might be it. Or he just doesn't like to follow real dumb people. Well, I don't think that's it. Oh, no? No. <laughs> he follows plenty of dumb people. Is that what you're saying? He follows a lot of people. If you look at the ratio, it's really not that special. So uh, we do have a, uh, an email. And l- first, before we get to the email, um, Krissa, it is, we're going to get to it, a very weird, again, the conspiracy theory and the tone and... I don't know if he was specific. It seems to me he was asked if the White House had a hand in writing his statement or, or drafting it. And maybe I don't want to say it because I, I might be wrong, but it it wouldn't surprise me if they had a hand in it mm-hmm. because it was, un, I mean, unhinged. It was off the rails. It was It was next level kind of shit. Well, I think an hour before he came out to do that, um, maybe an hour or two, I started seeing reports circulating on Twitter that 
they wanted him to come out strong like Clarence Thomas did after Anita Hill, um, where Clarence Thomas called it a high-tech lynching and and made it into a race issue. He used the word disgrace and circus, mm-hmm. and so did... I mean, uh, Kavanaugh didn't use the word high, high-tech lynching, mm-hmm. um, but he used a lot of the same language and a lot of the same incredulousness. Right, so I think they wanted him to use Clarence Thomas as a model in terms of the strength and the force that he came out with to deny yeah um the accusations against him and so brett is using brett we're on a first name basis uh (laughs) brett kavanaugh is using uh that as his model but he he took it further much much further yeah talking about the clintons talking about money from leftist organizations um he made this very political and very partisan and it was unlike anything we've ever seen and and then how are we to expect him to divorce himself from all of those feelings when he actually gets on the court to be impartial i just don't see how that's possible right uh we do have an email let's get to that before we move on with the rest of the program it is from anonymous hi guys i wanted to weigh in on the kavanaugh situation it's sickening and disgraceful for all americans what are we saying to victims to children to the world I was sexually assaulted 19 years ago. I didn't want to come out then because I was young and scared. Because of the people involved, the situation, and the length that went on, I knew it would be, quote, newsworthy. I didn't see a way to resolve it quietly, so I stayed quiet. I've blocked out a lot of the details and don't think I would recognize the people who did it, but it has no doubt affected my life. The Kavanaugh situation and many others recently are emotional for me. I don't have a strong stance on this, and it bothers me. Both sides seem to focus on Christine Ford's background, job, etc., because it makes her quote-unquote believable. I feel this focus is setting a precedent that the accuser has to have a perfect track record to be taken seriously. The years after my assault happened, I made many poor decisions. Now... If I could remember the names and faces and wanted to come forward, my past would likely make me unbelievable. A joke. I believe Ford, and I think Kavanaugh is a scumbag, but I also agree with many Republicans that this can be setting a precedent that someone only needs to be accused to have their life turned upside down, which isn't fair. I know there are people in situations like mine that want justice, some whose memories have also faltered, but want justice so bad that they may accuse an innocent person unintentionally, or people with ulterior motives may lie. What is the line when there is no proof? Any single accuser? One quote-unquote believable accuser? Multiple accusers? And what makes an accuser believable? Only people who have made 100% good decisions in life? Believing Ford isn't reason enough for me to support ruining someone's life on just an accusation, but I feel I should stand stronger on these issues. I am very conflicted. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Keep doing what you're doing. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. Let me say this, Anonymous, about the not believing her, that it's just her word against his kind of a thing. That's just not, that's not the case. And this isn't like, oh, just one accusation and all of a sudden his fucking life is ruined. That's not what's happening here. In her account, she details names of people who were there 
who just so happened to be the same people he's hanging out with that summer as detailed on his own personal calendar. That seems to me to be a pretty wild coincidence. He claims to have never, I don't know her. I've never met her. But she happens to know the group of individual boys that he hung out with that summer. The PJ guy, the squee guy, these other dudes. She knows their names. She's detailed their names in her allegation. It's one of the reasons that makes it a credible allegation and not just uh, a hit piece and political. I mean, if Brittany right now wanted to, to make a false claim against him, I realize there's an age differential, but if you were the same age, you wouldn't fucking know who this guy hung out with the summer of 1982. Mm-hmm. And she did know. Mm-hmm. That, to me, that's a smoking fucking gun. Mm-hmm. Well, and again... So she's not trying to prosecute him, and I you're mean, talking about Ford. Yeah, she's not. Or tra- or, or or anonymous. Uh, Ford. She's not involved in trying to bring charges against him. Is what I mean. Yeah. She's not involved in trying to do any of that. She tried to get this um letter to Feinstein before they had selected somebody. Before it was Brett Kavanaugh who was the nominee. Yeah, because she wanted to alert everyone and say listen, this is in this guy's background, choose someone else. Um, so people who claim she's like a Democratic operative and has these ulterior motives, there's not enough evidence for that. Yeah. Um, but but along the lines of what you're saying, there's a lot of other lines that are being connected um, with her story. And you have Mark Judge's girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, coming forward. And she was in a relationship with Mark Judge for three years. And she's ready to talk to the FBI, her lawyer says. And she says that Mark Judge told her um, that he had a lot of shame involving an incident with him and other boys taking turns having sex with a drunk woman. Okay. Now, he said that it was consensual. He told his girlfriend at the time that he thought it was consensual, though he was still ashamed of what took place. Um. He didn't name other people that were involved in the incident. And she says that she doesn't know if Brett Kavanaugh participated in it. But the point is, with all these accusations of, quote unquote, gang rape parties and, you know, running trains on girls and all all this stuff that's coming out. Well, you have this woman who was in a relationship with Mark Judge for three years coming forward saying, yeah, he told me about at least one time that he did this. Yeah. And that he felt shame about it. So... These dudes who are privileged, rich, Mm -hmm. um, doing things without consequences in their young adulthood are now in a position where they're like, oh, shit. All that stuff that we did, it's coming up now. Yeah. And we have to talk about it and we have to answer for it. And we thought it was buried. Well, that's the thing. Time doesn't erase what you did. Just because it's 37 years doesn't mean you didn't do it. Doesn't mean it was part of your makeup. I mean, Maryland doesn't have a a statute of limitations on these type of crimes. Mm -hmm. Again, no one's bringing charges against Brett Kavanaugh. This is just a job interview. Right. No, what I'm saying is Mm -hmm. time doesn't mean, oh, that was a long time ago. It's not as bad because it was a long time ago. Right. Right. 
he he inexorably altered a woman, changed mm-hmm. a woman for the rest of her life because of that one single incident, if he did it. I believe he did. Well, and for Anonymous, it sounds like she's concerned about justice. And so what Which I th- is awesome. What I think that would mean is bringing charges. And and so she's conflicted because she doesn't want people bringing false accusations, but she also wants justice in these cases. So basically, where do you go? Well, I think we weigh the evidence here. And when all of these lines start connecting, that seems like some evidence. Yeah. I don't know. Um, things are starting to come together. We're starting to see a picture. There's going to be an FBI investigation for a week. They're going to talk to Mark Judge. They're going to talk to Mark Judge's ex-girlfriend here, hopefully. Um, a lot of these other players as well. Right. Hopefully more connections are made. Hopefully we we get more information. But this isn't a situation where, like you said, there's no names, that no faces, there's no memory. I mean... There's also a character differential here between his testimony and hers. Mm-hmm. She answered willingly every single question without evasion. And they couldn't get a straight fucking answer out of him to save their life the entire day. Mm-hmm. That should tell people something when you witness the testimony. Mm-hmm. Totally upfront and honest and earnest. Willing, open, please ask whatever you need to. Mm-hmm. And then a guy who you ask him about his behavior in high school and all he'll talk about is how he got great grades and busted his butt to get into Yale. It's because he believes he is entitled to this seat. Yes. Because at some point he cleaned up his act and he started doing what he needed to do, and he wanted to bury all of this. Yes. So. That's it. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for the communication. We appreciate appreciate it very much. Thank you, Anonymous, for sharing your story. Um, we always want to give some space for people who have been victims and, and would like to share their story. If you, too, would like to sound off, help us move the conversation forward, 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dollamore. James. James. Upped his pledge. Yes. And then we have what Patreon notified us as a new Patreon supporter, Barbara. Barbara. But she sent us a message and said that we don't need to give a shout out. Too late. We just did. <laughs> Um, I'm not a new supporter. The pledge fell off when I was changing some things around with my PayPal account, and I just got around to redoing it. So I guess uh, Patreon sends us an email when someone updates their credit card information, possibly, and says they're a new Patreon supporter. That's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of people on our list that show up as, I think the Patreon says declined on it or not processed or something. Yeah. There's so, it's in red. It's like ah, angry and uh-huh. um. So when those people update their credit card information, whether it have you know the the date on it when expired and they have to fix it or whatever, I guess when those people do that, it, they come back as a new supporter. So we'll just continue to say their names. Yeah, like yeah. And if you have a, a credit card that went went uh, went expired, um, 
you can go check and and uh, if you choose to fix it. If not, you know, that's good too. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, one more thing. I want to say congratulations to longtime loyal listener to the show, to the program, Raina. Raina from Indiana. Hashtag married laid. Hashtag married laid. Mm-hmm. We we love and appreciate you, Raina. We're so happy for you. Uh, good times. Let's see those pictures. Oh yeah, the pictures. <laughs> Democracy facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So on to the Kavanaugh testimony. Kavanaugh and Ford. The first thing I'm going to play is just kind of a highlights, kind of a mashup, jumping back and forth between the testimony of of uh, Blazy Ford, Doctor Ford, and and Brett Kavanaugh just to kind of give a flavor for what it was like and what was said. I am here today not because I want to be. I am terrified. I am here because I believe it is my civic duty to tell you what happened to me while Brett Kavanaugh and I were in high school. I have described the events publicly before. I summarized them in my letter to Ranking Member Feinstein and again in a letter to Chairman Grassley. I understand and appreciate the importance of your hearing from me directly about what happened to me and the impact that it has had on my life and on my family. I have been a good judge. And for this nomination, another FBI background investigation, another American Bar Association investigation, 31 hours of hearings, 65 senator meetings, 1,200 written questions, more than all previous Supreme Court nominees combined. Throughout that entire time, throughout my 53 years and seven months on this earth, until last week, no one ever accused me of any kind of sexual misconduct. No one, ever. A lifetime. A lifetime of public service and a lifetime of high-profile public service at the highest levels of American government. And never a hint of anything of this kind. And that's because nothing of this kind ever happened. When I got to the small gathering, people were drinking beer in a small living room, family room type area on the first floor of the house. I drank one beer. Brett and Mark were visibly drunk. Early in the evening, I went up a very narrow set of stairs leading from the living room to a second floor to use the restroom. When I got to the top of the stairs, I was pushed from behind into a bedroom across from the bathroom. I couldn't see who pushed me. Brett and Mark came into the bedroom and locked the door behind them. There was music playing in the bedroom. It was turned up louder by either Brett or Mark once we were in the room. I was pushed onto the bed, and Brett got on top of me. He began running his hands over my body and grinding into me. I yelled, hoping that someone downstairs might hear me, and I tried to get away from him, but his weight was heavy. Brett groped me and tried to take off my clothes. 
he had a hard time because he was very inebriated and because I was wearing a one-piece bathing suit underneath my clothing. I believed he was going to rape me. I tried to yell for help. When I did, Brett put his hand over my mouth to stop me from yelling. This is what terrified me the most and has had the most lasting impact on my life. It was hard for me to breathe, and I thought that Brett was accidentally going to kill me. I was not at the party described by Dr. Ford. This confirmation process has become a national disgrace. The Constitution gives the Senate an important role in the confirmation process. But you have replaced advice and consent with search and destroy. Since my nomination in July, there has been a frenzy on the left to come up with something, anything, to block my confirmation. I'm not questioning that Dr. Ford may have been sexually assaulted by some person in some place at some time. But I have never done this to her or to anyone. That's not who I am. It is not who I was. I am innocent of this charge. I intend no ill will to Dr. Ford and her family. The other night, Ashley and my daughter Liza said their prayers. And little Liza, all of 10 years old, said to Ashley, we should pray for the woman. Brett's assault on me drastically altered my life. For a very long time, I was too afraid and ashamed to tell anyone these details. I did not want to tell my parents that I, at age 15, was in a house without any parents present, drinking beer with boys. I convinced myself that because Brett did not rape me, I should just move on and just pretend that it didn't happen. Over the years, I told very, very few friends that I had this traumatic experience. I told my husband before we were married that I had experienced a sexual assault. I had never told the details to anyone, the specific details, until May 2012 during a couple's counseling session. So I, I think that while I was watching Brett Kavanaugh, I started to feel empathy for him. And I think it's pretty natural the, the with the display that went on. Yeah. And I Which was real. Those are real tears. He's really upset. Yeah. And I think I at one point asked, "So, do you think that he is just a blackout drunk and doesn't remember this or is he a sociopath?" Um I think it could be another thing. Yeah, I think it could be another thing. Um I think it could be that maybe he is just a good old boy who hung out with terrible people. And, you know, I mean, he's not coming out and saying that either, though. Like, listen, yeah, I ran in this crowd and I watched girls be, like, tag-teamed by dudes. Uh, I never took part in it because I was a virgin until I was 30 or whatever. Freaking naughty. Um, But he's, he's not saying any of that. 
he's being evasive and he's not being honest about what his what his history is. Yeah, I was I was talking about more um the other thing I think it could be is that it has been 37 years and the, the memory has either faded or he's convinced himself over that time that it either wasn't as bad as it was or that it didn't happen at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the human mind is a powerful thing, especially when there's there's a motivation to have the truth not be the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think another important point here is she would not have been credible if she had behaved the way that he did. Uh, yes. It's just 100% factual. <laughs> that point cannot be argued. If she had come out and been angry and hostile and when... Um, Rachel Mitchell, that's her name, right? Rachel yeah, Mitchell. When yeah. Rachel Miss Mitchell asked the, her the, questions. The, pro- the female prosecutor who was asking questions for the cowards, the Republicans. When she asked questions, if Dr. Ford had been like, well, what about you? Do you remember stuff that long? You know, like yeah. being antagonistic, that wouldn't have gone over well. And you wouldn't have someone like Orrin Hatch saying that she's an attractive witness. And then when asked a follow-up, what do you mean by that? He said, pleasing. Mm-hmm. She's pleasing. Yeah, which is really what it comes down to for a lot of people. Is she attractive? Yeah. Is she being respectful? More credible because she's an attractive lady. Kind of what Anonymous was talking about. Yeah. Is this the way someone needs to behave in order to be taken seriously? Well, Do they need to be attractive imagine, to be taken seriously? Imagine the adjectives that would have been ascribed to her had she acted in the manner that Judge Kavanaugh did. Mm-hmm. It would have been hysterical, angry, bitter mm-hmm. axe to grind mm-hmm. all of that yeah instead he's just passionate and defending himself it's it's a lame double standard that absolutely exists mm-hmm. so before i get to the conspiracy clip that i want to frame this entire thing around i want everybody look i'm always transparent about my motives here and i want you to be remembering him talking about the conspiracy involving the Clintons and why this is happening to him as payback. I want you to think about that and attach that to the credibility question throughout everything. But before we get there, what the Republicans did was it was cowardice that they had a female prosecutor, sex crime prosecutor, prosecutor, Asking questions of Dr. Ford. And then, when it was time for Kavanaugh to come back in the room, all of a sudden the Republicans mysteriously showed up on camera again, and they were willing or or brave enough to face him and ask him questions. Mm -hmm. Ask their softball questions of him. But didn't have the courage to face the woman who was the victim in this case. So, here is the clip, very brief clip of him outlining his victimhood at the hands of this vast left-wing conspiracy. This whole two-week effort has been a calculated and orchestrated political hit, fueled with apparent pent-up anger about President Trump and the 2016 election, fear that has been unfairly stoked about my judicial record, Revenge on behalf of the Clintons and millions of dollars in money from outside left-wing opposition groups. 
this is a circus. The consequences will extend long past my nomination. The consequences will be with us for decades. That is unbelievable and unprecedented. He wants to be an even, steady hand on the Supreme Court, but is trafficking in wild and unsubstantiated conspiracy theories. He didn't provide any evidence. This is a, a hit job, a revenge on behalf of the Clintons. Revenge the for Clintons, the Clintons. By the way, the Clintons. <laughs> He's invoking the 2016 election. He's talking in the same way that Donald Trump does about why the Mueller investigation exists. It's just an excuse to make up for the, the loss, the, their landslide loss in the election. I don't know why I'm talking with that voice for him, for him but it, it, that's not a fact. That's not truth. There's plenty of reason and probable cause to have a, an investigation into the, the, the both obstruction and conspiracy charges or theory of Donald Trump. And he doesn't give any evidence. He did. He was part of the prosecution team for Clinton in the 90s mm-hmm. on the Ken Starr team, which is what got him his job in the George W. Bush White House. They're still trying to get revenge for that. Yeah. Revenge. <laughs> They're trying to get uh, revenge against Leon Nafok, too, for hosting the Slow Burn uh, podcast right. about the impeachment. <laughs> He's next. He's next. <laughs> so listen... I'm going to go through the the different lines of questioning that I thought were the most powerful. Mm -hmm. First, we're going to talk about Dick Durbin from Illinois. And every one of these cases, the Democratic senators, I think they do a very good job, much to my chagrin, actually, of not being aggressive with him. Maybe their plan was to be aggressive going in, And as soon as he flew off the fucking handle in the beginning, they realized, I don't know this to be the case, but it certainly is good that they didn't. It's good that they dealt with him with kid gloves because as he's being this aggressive, you know, throwing questions back at them and and just being belligerent, it makes, it juxtaposes the positions. Them being gentle and kind and patient and him being a maniac. Judge Kavanaugh, earlier today, Dr. Christine Ford sat in that same chair, and under oath, she said clearly and unequivocally that she was the victim of sexual assault at your hands. She answered our questions directly, and she didn't flinch at the prospect of submitting herself to an FBI investigation of these charges. We know, and I'm sure she's been advised by our attorneys, that a person lying to the FBI can face criminal prosecution. You have clearly and unequivocally denied that you assaulted Dr. Ford. With that statement, you must believe that there is no credible evidence or any credible witness that can prove otherwise. You started off with an impassioned statement at the beginning, and I can imagine, try to imagine what you have been through or your family's been through, and I'm sure I wouldn't get close to it. But it was an impassioned... No, you wouldn't. I'm sure I wouldn't. It's an impassioned statement. And in the course of it, you said... I welcome any kind of investigation. I quote you. I welcome any kind of investigation. I've got a suggestion for you. Right now, turn to your left in the front row to Don McGahn, counsel to President Donald Trump, 
ask him to suspend this hearing and nomination process until the FBI completes its investigation of the charges made by Dr. Ford and others and goes to bring the witnesses forward and provides that information to this hearing. I'm sure that the chairman at that point will understand that that is a reasonable request to finally put to rest these charges if they are false or to prove them if they are not. You spent two years in the White House office that approved judicial nominees. You turned to the FBI over and over and over again for their work. Let's bring them in here and now. Turn to Don McGahn and tell him it's time to get this done. An FBI investigation is the only way to answer some of these questions. Stop the the clock. Uh, This committee is, is running this hearing. This is also something that happened periodically throughout the day, which is also out of line. Good old Chuck Grassley. It's a, listen here, I'm Chuck Grassley, and I'm running this hearing here, and you're, you're not. And he, the, the White House doesn't have any, anything to do with this. You don't need to interject every time. Just because something is said by a Democratic senator to the, to the nominee doesn't mean you need to set the record straight. That's not your job as the committee chairman. But they're so desperate to control the narrative, more desperate than I've ever seen in a, in a setting like this, that he continues in this weird manner. Not the White House, no, not Don McGahn, not even you as a nominee. Uh, we're, we are here today because Dr. Ford asked for an opportunity here. I know you did too as well. In fact, maybe even before she did. Ah. We're here because people wanted to be heard from charges that they all thought were unfair or activities like sexual assault was unfair. So I want to assure Senator Durbin, regardless of what you say to Senator Don McGahn, we're not suspending this hearing. Proceed to answer the question or whatever, or if the gentleman. I'll, I'll just say this. If you... Judge Kavanaugh, turn to Don McGahn and to this committee and say, for the sake of my reputation, my family name, and to get to the bottom of the truth of this, I am not going to be an obstacle to an FBI investigation. I would hope that all the members of the committee would join me in saying, we're going to abide by your wishes and we will have that investigation. I I welcome whatever the committee wants to do because I'm telling the truth. I want to know what you want to do. I'm telling the truth. I want to know what you want to do, Judge. I'm innocent. I'm innocent of this charge. And you're prepared for an FBI investigation? They don't reach conclusions. You reach the conclusion. No, Senator. but they do investigate questions. I'm, I'm and innocent. And you can't have it both ways, Judge. You can't say here at the beginning, I wanted a hearing. moment, Look, I welcome thing, any kind of investigation. This thing was sprung on me. This. this thing was sprung at the last minute after being held by staff. You know. Judge? And I called, for, no I called for a to, hearing immediately. If there is no truth to her charges... The FBI investigation will show that. Are you afraid that they might not? Come on. The FBI does not reach. You know, you know, this is you know, that's a phony question because the FBI doesn't reach conclusions. They just provide the 302s with 302s. So I can explain to people who don't know what that is. They just go and do what you're doing. Ask questions and then type up a report. They don't reach the bottom line. This morning I asked Dr. Ford. I asked her about this incident where she ran into Mark Judge at Safeway. And she said, sure, I remember it, six or eight weeks after this occurrence. 
Well, someone at the Washington Post went in and took a look at Mr. Judge's book and has been able to, the run that he wrote about his addiction and his uh, alcoholism. And they have narrowed it down what they think was a period of time, six or eight weeks after the event. And he would have been working at the Safeway at that point. So the point I'm getting to is we at least can connect some dots here and get some information. Why would you resist that There's kind of dots. investigation? Why would you resist that kind of investigation? Sir, I, I welcome... I wanted the hearing last week. I'm asking about the FBI investigation. There, the committee figures out how to a ask the questions. I'll do whatever. I've been on the phone multiple times with committee counsel. I'll talk to... Judge Kavanaugh, will you support an FBI investigation do, right now? I, I will do whatever the committee wants to... No Personally, answer. do you think that's the best thing for us to do? You want to answer? You know, look, Senator, I, I've... I've I, I've said I wanted a hearing, and I'd said I was welcome anything. I'm innocent. This thing was held, held when it could have been presented in the ordinary way. It could have been held and handled confidentially at first, which was what Dr. Ford's wishes were, as I understand it. It wouldn't have caused this, like, destroyed my family like this, this effort has. I think an FBI investigation will help all of us on both sides of the issue. So Brett Kavanaugh really wants an FBI investigation. Um, <laughs> he's desperate for one. Yeah, and for some did. reason, they will not allow that to happen. He just keeps asking over and over and over right. for the FBI to clear his good name. Yeah. And they refuse. Which is really hateful. And I'm starting to wonder if this is revenge on the part of the Clintons. Yeah. The fix is in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Real. Freaking <not. laughs> It's weird, though. I mean, he won't answer the question. Yeah. And he keeps trying to take it back to basically this process has already gone on long enough. It's going to put my family through more terror. I just want to move on. Can you guys get to the voting? I'm entitled to this seat. Well, that's yeah. basically yeah. that's basically yeah. the point yeah. of what he's saying. It's also he keeps claiming I, I, I've said from the beginning, I want a hearing. Hey, Dick. You're a Supreme Court nominee. You get a hearing. That's part of the process of advising consent of the Senate. Their constitutional responsibility. You get a hearing. Part of the hearing is vetting information, vetting your background check that the FBI did. This investigation that the FBI is in, in the process of right now isn't like a full-blown criminal investigation. It's like an addendum on your background check. They're not going to reach conclusions, but they're going to report back through their 302s to the Senate where that committee can make a determination based on that information. Right, because Mark Judge was named in the room. Yes. Mark Judge, people have come out and said things about Mark Judge that confirm that he was possibly up to a lot of terrible things. Yes. And if Mark And also, admittedly, self-admittedly, a blackout Almost killed himself drunk. And if Brett Kavanaugh, this was his good pal, <laughs> um, that's like an interesting connection that we need to explore. It's not an automatic indictment. No, of course but it not. But it certainly raises some questions. Maybe some, some FBI questions need to be, uh, you know, steered that way. Right. And I do want to say, I definitely feel for Brett Kavanaugh's family his wife, his kids. Certainly his kids. Um, you know, I don't know when he got married, but I'm sure his wife maybe didn't know 
the extent of Mark Judge's. Yeah. I don't know if he's still friends with Mark Judge or what. Didn't know the extent of their history together. Or I don't know. I mean, if we're saying it's true. Um, I believe it to be true. She might be surprised by what she's hearing. Yeah. And that's that that would be a difficult situation to learn for sure some things about your spouse that you didn't previously know that you have two children with and trying to work through that while you're getting death threats and people are being generally very hostile to yeah. you. So next up is Senator Patrick Leahy from Vermont. And uh, he asks a series of very awesome questions, but then also he gets to the joke I've been making about Bart O'Kavanaugh. He asks that same question. And again, Kavanaugh is, ev rather than just say, yeah, I have no idea if that character's supposed to be me, he's evasive and weird and won't answer, refuses to answer. If she's saying Mark Judge was in the room then, then he should be in the room here today. Uh, would you want him called as a witness? Senator... This allegation came into the committee. Oh, no, no, I'm just asking the question. Would you want him to be here as a witness? He's, he's already provided sworn testimony to the committee. This allegation's been hidden well, by the committee, uh, no, by, by no, members of it the hasn't committee. Been, it has not been investigated by the FBI. The committee has refused to allow it to be It was dropped on me. It was sprung. It was not investigated by the FBI, and he has not been called where he might be under Should have been handled in the due course, Senator. No, then, when he came I, in, I, I would uh, I would disagree with that. I've been on this committee 44 years, both Republicans and Democrats. I've never seen somebody that critical and not allowed to be here to uh, call to be testified or an FBI background. But let he's, me say he's provided sworn testimony, and the and, uh, he and, has, and Senator he has not Senator, been, let me let me finish. He uh, the 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 allegation came in weeks ago, and, and nothing was done with it by the ranking member, uh, and then it sprung Judge, on me. Judge Kavanaugh, I've heard your, your line, and you've, you've stated it over and over again, and uh, I have that well in mind, but let me ask you this. He authored a book titled Wasted, Tales of a Gen X Drunk. He references a Bart o. Kavanaugh vomiting in someone's car during Beach Week and then passing out. Is that you that he's talking about? Senator, uh, Mark Judge uh, was... Uh, your knowledge, is that you that he's talking about? I'll explain if you let me. Pro proceed, please. Mark Judge was a friend of ours in high school who developed a very serious drinking problem, an addiction problem, that lasted decades and was very difficult for him to, to escape from. And uh, he nearly died. And then he, developed, then he had leukemia as well on top of it. Now, as part of his therapy or part of his coming to grips with sobriety, he wrote a book that is a fictionalized book uh, and an account. I think he picked out names of friends of ours to throw them in as kind of close to what for characters in the book. So... So you know, you we can know sit what, here. We don't know whether that's you or not. We can sit here you know and, and you know, like make, make fun of some guy who has an addiction. I'm not making I don't think fun that of really anybody, makes. Uh, is really good. I'm trying to get a straight answer from you under oath. Are you Bart Kavanaugh that he's referring to? Yes or no? That's you'd easy. have to ask him. Well, I agree with you there. 
Exactly. How interesting <laughs> is that? That is a a naked attempt to try to change the subject. And for you to make fun of him. Let me tell you something about Patrick Leahy. He's a serious man. He's not. This is not a jokester. <laughs> He's a serious guy, always has been. And he all he asked was, hey, Mark Judge wrote a book called Wasted Tales of a Gen X Drunk, in which he has a character who threw up in a car during Beach Week. Is that character you? How dare you make fun of him? This is not normal. Someone who has nothing to hide tells the truth. And you can say, it can be said, one can postulate that, well, you know, the system's really not set up that way, and the FBI, they'll come out to get you. Not someone on the Supreme Court. Someone on the Supreme Court who's a federal judge believes deeply in our system of justice believes in the integrity of the FBI and the criminal investigative process he doesn't this isn't the behavior of someone who does i think that he knows that this next week is not going to be good for him yeah and i agree with that and i, I still maintain that it, it's not going to go well. And he is really grasping at straws here, trying to stay afloat, because I think he knows that it's about to to come to an end. Well, really, he's going to have to even, even hang on for dear life for his current job as a federal judge. Because a lot of this is impeachable. He could be removed from his current job because it's a lifetime appointment that he has now. Not good. Well, certainly the, not good. And the, and the thing is, I mean, he he made a choice here, and he chose to lie about a lot of this stuff. Mm, yes, and he could have been honest about it, right? Because it was high school, it was college. Yeah, he was goofing off. He was uh, joking about anal sex Real with the boof, freaking naughty, and all that stuff, you know. Um, but he can't because not now. because then that opens up questions yeah about stuff that he did for sure and once that once that line gets started you're gonna follow it down to probably not great behavior and he's gonna have to own up to that speaking of that line being started next up is sheldon whitehouse who asks kavanaugh about his yearbook all the bullshit in his yearbook about boofing and devil's triangle and the 4th of July. And it, 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 for me, look, I, I try to be even-handed, as hard as it is sometimes. It's just not credible. His answers are not credible in, in this line of questioning. One, because of his evasiveness. And two, because the answers he does finally give after being poked and prodded just aren't, they don't line up with reality that we know. Um... Let's look at uh, Beach Week Ralph Club biggest contributor. What does the word Ralph mean in that? Uh, that probably refers to uh, throwing up. I'm known to have a weak stomach and I always have. In fact, the last time I was here, you asked me about having ketchup on spaghetti. I always have had a weak stomach. I don't know that I asked about ketchup on spaghetti. You, but You didn't. Someone did. Okay. And, and this is well known. Anyone who's known me, like a lot of these people behind me, have uh, known me my whole life, know you know, I got a weak stomach, whether it's with beer or with spicy food or anything. 
So the vomiting that you reference in the Ralph Club reference um, related to the consumption of alcohol. Senator, I was uh, the top of my class academically, <laughs> busted my butt in school. Oh, yeah, you were. <laughs> that is uh, not what he was asking. <laughs> and if you listened to the previous episode, you will note the new game that we have where you listen to Donald Trump's answer and try to guess what question was asked. <laughs> and you can do the same in this case because that was not the answer to the question. Captain of the varsity basketball team. Nor was that. Got into Yale College. That wasn't either. When I got into Yale College, got into Yale Law School. That wasn't it either. Worked my tail off. Mm, not the question. And <laughs> did the word, Ralph, you use in your yearbook? I already, said, I already answered alcohol. the question. If you're, yeah, yeah, did it relate to alcohol? I like you beer. Have that. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Um, what do you like to drink? Next one is. By the way, still didn't answer the question. Still didn't answer the question. Did it have to do with alcohol or not? I like beer. That's not an answer to the question. That's an answer to a whole different question. If he had asked, hey, do you like beer? Yes, I like beer. That would be an answer. But he asked, does the Ralph Club deal with your overconsumption of alcohol, as has been claimed by many, and your inability to, 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 to maintain a decent level of sobriety. So can I say something for a second? Yes. Um, wow. I have... Freaking naughty. Yeah. I have... <laughs> I've seen a few posts from people defending the teenage drinking and the early adulthood drinking with... Mark Judge and Brett Kavanaugh and all these these people. Um, and they say it's normal. Okay. Um, it's an epidemic in our country. It it I don't I don't think that people are I think people are saying it's normal, as in a lot most people do this. Most teenagers do this. Um number one, I guess I would need to know what they're saying. Do they just say that most teenagers drink alcohol at some point or most teenagers are partying so hard that they are uh, ralphing with their upset tum-tum and blacking out? That is not normal. Um, That is very problematic. And I don't care how many people are doing that. Um, That is not Okay. If you look at a checklist of problematic drinking or alcoholic behaviors, those are chief among them on the list. So in an effort to defend this, people are starting to like normalize problematic drinking behavior. And that is really concerning for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, But also, I mean, so we don't we don't know. Right. We don't know if he just doesn't remember this. We don't know if he's lying. We, We don't know what's going on here. But one thing that does really strike me is that he's behaving like an alcoholic who is not acknowledging that they're an alcoholic with or the, have had with problematic the defensiveness. Yes. And I saw a really profound thread on this on Twitter from at Abigail Disney. 
And she had um, a father who was an alcoholic, an angry alcoholic. And she said watching the testimony just reminded her so much of her interactions with her father and his inability to take responsibility until he did, right? He eventually got better um, and entered treatment. But until then, she said it just reminded her so much of that. And I, I felt a lot of that as well, where he's projecting onto other people. Do you like beer? I like beer. You like to drink beer. We, we're all the same, right? We all like beer. We yeah. all drink. Yeah, that's exactly what You're just what like me. Yeah. Why are you trying to come at me like this, bro? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she, she also talked about how two different faces, the angry. Yeah. Recalcitrant, explosive guy. Yeah. And then the super charming you know, convincing gentleman. Yes. Yes, that too. And that is definitely something that we saw with Brett Kavanaugh because he has been that nice, approachable figure until now. Yeah. And some might say, well, he's trying to defend himself from these false allegations. Okay. Would this be the behavior that we would expect from someone who's trying to defend themselves from false allegations? Would they be saying, do you like beer? Or, yeah. or would they be answering honestly, trying to genuinely get at the truth because they they didn't do terrible things and they want people to know that? What what would be the direction that someone who genuinely believes they're falsely accused what and has nothing to hide? What would be what behavior would they be exhibiting? It seems to me to be earnestness. Like, look, that this just didn't happen. This you know that kind of a tone, not screaming and yelling and. And, 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 you know, frothing at the mouth. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I understand that it would if he if he doesn't remember and he really feels as though he is being falsely accused. I understand being feeling angry about that. But at the same time, this like projection and being antagonistic when being asked these questions, it just seems like a weird response. L let's get on the ground. Like I like to do with this. And imagine if you, like, like the, the men out there, or women for that matter, if you're accused of a crime like this, wouldn't you say, like if someone offers, hey, listen, I've got a hookup with the FBI and they can go <laughs> fucking, they can go interview everybody and get to the bottom of this. Wouldn't you welcome, like, holy shit, what a blessing that you've got that hookup. Yes, yes, bring on the FBI. Instead of at every turn denying the opportunity for justice to actually come out, for us to find out what the real story is. Mm -hmm. The only reason I could see that he wouldn't want the FBI involved here is because shit's going to be turned. There's going to more things are going to be uncovered, whether they be sexual crimes, maybe not. Or the fact that he lied under oath multiple times about his problem with alcohol which in and of itself will disqualify him for the court because he perjured himself during the confirmation process. Can I say something really quick? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I was doing research while you were ranting. It's a oh, perfect opportunity. God damn it. It's a perfect opportunity when you go on those rants for me to do some research. So How dare you, sir? Because we know that um, we love facts. And so according to the CDC, a 2017 youth risk behavior survey found that among high school students during the past 30 days, 30% drank some amount of alcohol. 
14% binge drank, 6% drove after drinking alcohol, and 17% rode with a driver who had been drinking alcohol. So when people try to say most, this is how most kids behave. Does that sound like most kids? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. So. (laughs) Well, the, the, the numbers matter. Yeah. The other thing about this is the fact that he... He made a claim that it was legal to drink alcohol then, but the timeline doesn't match up. That the, when the law was changed in Maryland to 21, the kids who were like born up to July 1st or something, uh, who were 18, were grandfathered in. But he was 17 at the time. He wouldn't have been grandfathered in. Mm-hmm. Another distortion or lie, if you will. Now, on this same topic, the drinking topic, it got very contentious with Senator Klobuchar, whose father, she reveals, is a recovering alcoholic in his 90s, still going to AA. I thought this was a really powerful moment where she yeah. she wasn't trying to attack him. She wasn't trying to go hard at him. She was really sharing something about her own personal experience. And I'm sure there was partial manipulation involved where she's trying to strike a chord with him emotionally so that he wouldn't feel so threatened. But it really did seem like a genuine moment to me. People have done some drinking in high school and college, um, and many people even struggle with alcoholism and binge drinking. Um, my own dad struggled with alcoholism most of his life, and uh, he got in trouble for it, and there were consequences. Uh, he is still in AA at age 90, and he's sober. Uh, and in his words, he was pursued by grace, and that's how he got through this. So in your case, uh, you have said um, here and other places that you never drank so much uh, that you didn't remember what happened. But yet we have heard, not under oath, but we have heard your college roommate say that you did drink frequently. These are in re- news reports uh, that you would sometimes be belligerent. Um, another classmate said it's not credible for you to say you didn't have memory lapses. So drinking is one thing. I don't. Th- but- I, I actually don't think that's the second quote's correct. On the first quote, if you wanted, I, I provided some material that's still redacted about the situation with the freshman year roommate, and I don't really want to repeat that in a public hearing. But just so you know, there were three people in a room: Dave White, Jamie Roach, and me, and it was a contentious situation where Jamie did not like Dave White. I was. At all, and I mean this. Okay, I could, so, Dave, I just, so Dave White came back from from home one weekend, and Jamie Roach had moved all his furniture okay, okay. out into the out into the courtyard. Okay, and so he walks in, and so that's your source on that. Okay. So there's some so, old notice. He started answering before a question was even asked to gobble up her time, so she's not able to get to any points, but she does. Because she's solid at what she does. Drinking is one thing. And, there, and there's much more. Okay. Look at the redacted port portion of what I said. I don't want to repeat All that right. in a public hearing. I will. I will. Re- Could I just ask one more question? Redacted information about that. Okay. Drinking is one thing, but the concern is about truthfulness. And in your written testimony, you said sometimes you had too many drinks. Uh, was there ever a time when you drank so much that you couldn't remember what happened or part of what happened the night before? No, I, I, no, I remember what happened, and I think you've probably had beers, Senator, and and 
So, so I, you're saying there's never been a case where you drank so much that you didn't remember what happened the night before or part of what happened? That's, you're asking about, yeah, blackout. I don't know. Have you? Could you answer the question, Judge? I just, so you, that's not happened. Is that your answer? Yeah, and I'm curious if you have. I have no drinking problem, Judge. Yeah, nor do I. Okay, thank you. So just to give some numbers on this issue, too, a 2002 survey conducted by researchers at Duke University found that approximately 50% of college drinkers reported having at least one blackout. So this apparently is um, fairly common because of the drinking practices on college. Yeah. Where um, people aren't taught how to drink and they're around a lot of people who are drinking excessively kind of taking advantage of being out from under the wing of their parents mm-hmm. they're out on their own they're they're unencumbered by supervision they could ah, they go crazy mm-hmm. that's not to say that um kids who are supervised when they're drinking uh don't no. go on to develop alcohol problems but yes i think that that certainly plays a role um and so even his defensiveness here though I mean, it's like we have to pretend what the reality is. Like he was living a separate reality on college camp on his college campus than other people in yeah. college. Well, so he was like at these parties and he was always just supervising what was going on. He was never right. he was never partaking in the alcohol. He's like beverages. the RA of the friends. He's the, he's the dorm, you know, narc. Yeah. I was just making sure they were doing the right thing, everybody. And and in the yearbook, didn't they talk about keg stands and stuff like that? All kinds of shit like so that. So yeah. we, we know kind of the, the crowd that he was running with, you know. Um, and if he was drinking to excess, it's not shocking that he may have experienced a blackout. Yeah. May have experienced several blackouts, right? But he can't say that because then the questions will come about his ability to recall events. Not only can he not say it when asked the question directly, he answers with another question to her. The same question. So are you saying you've never woken up the next morning after drinking, not being able to remember some or all of the of the evening before? And his answer, have you? Have you ever done that? Again, that's not an answer to the question. That's evasion. Mm-hmm. That is trying to either conceal or completely alter the truth or give a false a false sense to the watcher, to the questioner, to the American people. Next up, I was a little in the day, I was a little disappointed. Kamala Harris, who's yeah. usually a pit bull. Mm-hmm. In these types of, of situations where she's questioned, whether it be in, in an oversight capacity in hearings or in confirmation hearings, she usually she usually kills it. Yeah, we usually expect her to eat the lunch. <laughs> That's of... what we call a sack lunch. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> exactly. We usually expect her to really go and take care of biz. But it wasn't really a shining moment for her, I don't think. And again, I think it might be because of the fact that they wanted his anger and his um, heightened sense of aggressiveness to look even more aggressive. Because hmm. if they come at it hard, it's going to look like they're just matching aggressiveness. But if they're cool and chilled out, it makes his aggression look way over the top. 
Um, all three of the women who have made sworn allegations against you have called for an independent FBI investigation into the claims. You've been asked during the course of this hearing by four different members by my count at least eight times today um, and also earlier this week on national television whether you would call for the White House to authorize an FBI investigation. Each time you have declined to do so. Now you know, I know you do, that the FBI uh, is, is an agency of men and women who are sworn and trained law enforcement, who in the course of conducting uh, background investigations on nominees for the Supreme Court of the United States and others, um, are charged with conducting those background investigations because they are sworn law enforcement and they have the expertise and the ability and the history of doing that. So I'm going to ask you one last time. Are you willing to ask the White House to authorize the FBI to investigate the claims that have been made against you? Well, I'll do whatever the committee wants, of so, course. And I've heard you say that, but the witness I've, not heard you ask, I've not heard you answer a very specific question that's been asked, which is, are you willing to ask the White House to conduct an investigation by the FBI to get to whatever you believe is the bottom of the allegations that have been levied against you? The FBI would gather witness statements. You have Sir, the witness it's, it's, statements. It's, it, not, make... I don't want to debate with you how they do their business. I'm just asking, are you willing to ask the White House to conduct such an investigation? Because as you are aware, the FBI did conduct a background investigation into you yes, before we were aware of these most recent allegations. So are you willing to ask the White House to do that? And say yes or no, and then we can move on. I've had six background investigations over 26 years. Sir, as it relates to the recent allegations, are you willing to have them do it? The, the, the witness testimony is before you. No witness who was there supports that I was there. Okay, I'm going to take that as a no and we can move on. You have said um, in your opening statement you characterized these allegations as a conspiracy directed against you. Um, I'll point out to you that Judge Justice now, Neil Gorsuch, was nominated by this president. Um, he was considered by this body just last year. I did a rough kind of analysis of similarities. You both attended Georgetown Prep. You both attended very prestigious law schools. You both clerked for Justice Kennedy. You were both circuit judges. You were both nominated to the Supreme Court. You were both questioned about your record. The only difference is that you have been accused of sexual assault. How do you reconcile your statement about a conspiracy against you with the treatment of someone who was before this body not very long ago. I, I explained that in my opening statement, Senator. Um, look at the, the evidence here, the, the calendars, look at the witness statements, look at Ms. Kaiser's statement. Okay. Um, and then, do you agree that it is possible for men to both be friends with some women? And treat other women badly? <clears throat> of course, but the point I've been emphasizing, and that is if you go back to age 14 for me, you will find people, and not just people, lots of people who I've been friends with, some of whom are in this room today, starting at age 14, women, and who talked about my friendships with them through my whole life, and it's a consistent pattern all the way through. 65 women who knew me 
more than 35 years ago, signed a letter to support me after the allegation was made because they know me and they were with me and we grew up together. We talked on the phone together and we went to events together. That is who I am. What they've said, what the people who worked with me in the Bush White House, uh, the, the women there, look at what Sarah Day said in centralmaine.com. Look at the, um, what the law clerks. I have sent more women law clerks to the Supreme Court than any other federal judge in the country. I only have a few seconds left, and I'll just ask you a direct question. Did you um, watch Dr. Ford's testimony? Uh, I did not. I plan Thank to. You I plan to. Thank you. I planned to, but I did not. I was preparing mine. So I've seen this um, meme going around. It's not a meme, I guess. When a picture has words on it, is that a meme? I guess so, yeah. Okay. So I've been seeing this meme. (laughs) I sound really old talking about how no one uses Snapchat and what's a meme. But um, it said something like, everyone is a villain in somebody's story. Something like that. Huh. And basically what that's getting at is we don't treat everybody the same. Yeah. Generally speaking. I mean, there's going to be some people that we just don't get along with and we're going to interact with them differently. Or we have been mean to some people in our lives and we've been nice to some people. Um, I'm sure for all of us, if we go back in time and we survey people that knew us in high school, some will say, oh, yeah, that person was really cool. And oh, yeah, that person sucks. Yeah, Listen, putting it more plainly, convicted serial rapists didn't rape everybody. Exactly. There's millions of women that convicted brutal serial rapists didn't rape and maybe even had fond, loving, nurturing relationships with. Yes, that is a very excellent way to phrase that. (laughs) Tell me more about the meme. Mm, Excellent, Jesse D. No, I want to talk about one more thing. Actually, no, go ahead. No, no, I'm done. I was going to talk about the FBI investigation that's happening now that we're done with the clips. We're getting ready to shut down the show. Okay, well, I want to read. um, Shut it down. I want to read from the transcript from the senate.gov this happened on monday september 17th 2018 it was a teleconference with brett kavanaugh and a lot of it is redacted so i can't really tell who's asking the questions i guess but this was part of the exchange so the person asking the question says in part the allegations that he made are to summarize he alleged a drug and alcohol induced gang rape that you participated in and this was brett kavanaugh's response That is false. I've never participated in a gang rape. I've never participated in sexual activity with more than one woman present and me. I think. Yeah. Just making sure I accurately described that. In other words, I've never had a threesome or more than a threesome. Do you you hear the careful careful language there where he said with more than one woman present and me? More than one woman. Never engaged in sex sexual activity but he's saying with more than one woman present that's not the allegation the allegation would be more than one man with one woman yeah and he's being very i think yeah i'm being careful about saying this right yeah more than one woman also if he was a virgin until late in college it should be just yeah no no 
Well, there was another part where um, he was asked, okay, did you ever have a sexual encounter with a Holton Arms student? Brett Kavanaugh says, I do not believe so, but I'd like to think about that to make sure I'm being fully accurate, but I do not believe so as I sit here right now. The person asking the question says, thank you. He says, I know I, I know I never had sexual intercourse. So there's still, I mean, these are very evasive responses where. Especially for a guy who claims to have been a, a virgin. Well, so what is the sexual encounter that he has to think about that he has to, I know I didn't have sexual intercourse. Yeah. But there may have been a sexual encounter. Well, well, what was that? This FBI investigation that's going on started today isn't going to go well, I don't think. Because they're not just going to go at this willy-nilly, half-assed. I mean, they're going to do their job. These are FBI agents who are tasked with uh, marching orders. This is also something that they desperately didn't want to happen. He didn't want in any way for an answer to be construed as, yes, I fully endorse the FBI looking into my past. But now they have a, a specific line to look into. As opposed to a, a background check, standard background check, which doesn't, there's only, it's only so many resources. They can only talk to so many people. But Jeff Flake, the day after the hearing, they, they, can, they um, met the next day the, in the morning to vote this out of committee onto the floor of the, the Senate to where they can forward it onto a full vote of the full Senate. And um, Jeff Flake announced that he was not going to, that he would only vote yes if an investigation took place. And because they didn't have the votes, they were captive to his wishes and have requested by the White House, which has been granted, and now there is a week-long investigation looking into these matters. So we're left just needing to have faith in that process. We'd love to know what you think. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo, which we love, to our email address from your smartphone, I doubt it, at dollamore.com. We would also encourage you to join the Patreon family, help support the show, help keep the lights on, Go to dollamore.com slash Patreon. A dollar a month, two bucks a month, five bucks a month. Whatever you are exceedingly comfortable with helping the show would be very appreciated. Every little bit goes a long way. Speaking of every bit, little bit goes a long way, we also have Amazon. dollamore.com slash Amazon. That'll just forward you straight to Amazon where if you make a purchase, we get a little commission. You don't pay any more. And we get a little taste of it. If you're going to spend your money there anyway, why not help the show? Thank you, guys. We love you. We want to hear from you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollamore. This has been I Doubt. We freaking naughty. <laughs>